Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. 
LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the court. The baseball hats is on and the projects is calm. Dream time's extended and highly recommended. But early birds like me's up checking out the scene. The early worms jog, forget about your job. Just come dig the essence while the decadence is hidden. When people act like people, the theory isn't pigeon. If you know the norm, it's like Hades transformed. On Sunday's early hours, the city sprouts its flowers. So get with the rhythms while you get in with the planets. Vibe off the jams, but don't take up for granted. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to an episode of Boomtown Chronicles hosted here at Mutiny Radio here in San Francisco. Uh, super stoked to be a part of this, man. Big shout out to uh, Pan Benjamin excuse me, for putting this all together, hosting all the comics and putting on a bunch of killer shows here in the city. If you're around, uh, yeah, this is the sixth one. There'll be another one, and uh, she runs stuff in San Francisco, man. It's been great. Thanks for having me. Uh, today, I'm with a good friend, Isaiah Castillo, fellow comedian. How you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. You have a really good radio voice, man. Sexy. Thank you. Yeah. I've been told that by, really? a, by a blind dude. I, yeah. dro- I drove him around one day. He's like, hey, dude, you got a good radio voice. And I was like, oh, that's like an ultimate compliment, bro. Yeah. Did you fart in front of him? That's what I do every time I meet a blind person. Fart in front of him? Yeah. Just to test their ability? Oh, they can smell everything, dude. Yeah. yeah they can smell how did, it. How did that go when you just, like, ripped ass? Did you just, like, record? Because they can't see you. Oh, yeah. I, I, I ripped ass, and um, he just, like, went, are you Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, I he, he knew. knew. Yeah. Free holes? What do you mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They know what's up, man. They know what race you are. They know what you're doing. They know who you're fucking. Yeah. Just by, the, just by the fart. Just by the fart. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. He, kn- he knew your girlfriend's name just by the... Yeah, she's like, she's Indian. I'm like, yep, she is. Damn, bro. Yeah. <laughs> blind would people it, got some shit going on, yeah. Would you, would you, if you went blind, how bum would you be? I'd be a cool blind person. I'd wear all black and just have like a cane and shit. And I just, feel like, yeah, you would look killer in, in some black Ray-Bans and a cane. Yeah, yeah. You could. I, I'd pull off the blind for sure. I think I could do it. <laughs> As a fashion statement or just in general? Just in general, yeah. I'd kill that. I'd be a yeah. killer blind guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, man. Well, uh, have you done any shows here at uh, Muni just yet? Uh, uh, I met Pam, like, before the second shutdown in January, I think. That's when I came and did this, and they were doing the outside shows. And then um, she put me on the Atlas Cafe show, like, the day after, and that was so fucking fun. Just to be, like, in the city and doing shows. And L.A. was, like, kind of like, there was only a limited amount of stage time there, and Pam has been very inviting with me and she's been very generous and gave me cool. a lot of time yeah 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 cool. you're the one that uh sent me pam's info and uh we traded emails before this festival so yeah thank yeah. you for that linking me here uh yeah it was my first time performing in san fran big uh cross off the bucket list for me man it was rad how'd you like it uh it, it was good hopefully we got another show tonight go, go well um yeah man it, it was uh, a lot of uh homeless people outside the gig that were uh, a lot of fun to hang out with and uh you know, there's shout, some, shout out to them, man. It, it was fun. There's some crazy energy outside that place. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Just L- the vibe is, is a trip. People shit on L.A. about the homeless, but they're not giving SF a good enough rap about them. Do you think, you think yeah. what do you, you mean the San Francisco people are 
the homeless more entertaining than L.A. or what do you what do you in term, Yeah, I, there's a different kind of uh, homeless energy that comes around okay. here. Yeah, but I, everyone thinks homeless like L.A. They always shit on L.A. about, but no one's talking about San Francisco homeless. All right, they they go hard, man. Oh, they oh definitely <laughs> they, they go, go really. they go hard. Dude. There was a dude just double parked in the and just openly selling crack, and it was like a party. It was a, like yeah. a Mad Max block party. It was crazy. Within five minutes of standing outside of there, I I saw. Um, some meth, a bag of meth, and then brass knuckles Fuck and a yeah. sword. Within like sword. a sword, five minutes, just falling out of people's pockets. Just a paraphernalia and weapons. It just fell out of his bag, and then wow. a pair of brass knuckles fell out too. And I was like, all right, I think I know where I'm at. That's hilarious, dude. Uh, Mike Bond, he was the host last night. He's a real cool dude, local comedian, and uh, he told me a similar story. Where, like a, he was waiting for the bus late at night, and this dude had like a sword. <laughs> you know, and Mike wasn't fucking around. He pulled out his fucking knife. He's like, yeah. They're gonna have a knife fight in the middle of the street. Like, oh, welcome to San Francisco. The good old fashioned knife fight. <laughs> I know. I forgot my knife, dude. I gotta bring that more. Yeah, my box cutter. Yeah. <laughs> nice, dude. Well, um, so you're staying in the area around here? Yeah, and on the mission, like around the corner on Folsom. Yeah, my friend just moved out here. Very cool. He goes yeah. to school here. Or he just to live. Uh, no, he he's like a recruiter, some job like that. Yeah, I have like a bunch of friends who have real jobs and are actually uh, doing yeah. things with their lives. It's yeah, pretty me, crazy. Me too, bro. Yeah. <laughs> interesting you got your friends getting married and having kids just yet or no no but they're like teachers and i'm like dude last night we just did mushrooms like and they're like waking up in the morning and like teaching children children yeah that's what always trips me i was like you cheat you mind like mold the minds yeah you (laughs) we we did drugs last night yeah hell yeah man that's fucking awesome so you do you live in la these days that's where you're i I moved back home to whittier um it's great man i have like getting like my mom's making me soup and quesadillas and i'm just yeah it's all man Oh, man, I'm putting on weight, you know, and there you go. I'm just, yeah, and I live like 30 minutes from L.A., and what, okay. I, what I didn't realize is that no one in L.A. is from L.A. Like, I'm very lucky to fucking yeah. have a home and not yeah, pay yeah. rent and just scum off my parents. And uh, You can own it, man. I, I mean, you're young <laughs> enough to still own it, bro. You're it's cute, yeah. outlandish dream where, like, okay, we'll tolerate it. Exactly, yeah, it's cute now until I'm, like, 30, and then Yeah, I'm 34. I weird. can't pull it off, bro. <laughs> like, how, what are you doing? Oh, I do comedy, live with my mommy in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So yeah, I live, I live like 30 minutes away, and I go nice. to the Hollywood Comedy Boat. I don't have life outside of comedy, really. I just nice, dude. Yeah, I, you've been killing it, man. I've been stoked to see you. Uh, thank yeah, you. The talk about more about Hollywood Comedy. You've been uh, working the door there. You told me. Yeah, I'm working the door, and I'm learning uh, from Casey does comedy, and and Lizzie there too, and then Jiaying Summer. She's the owner, um, nice. Chinese immigrant, and she opened two locations, and it's just been the most inviting and amazing place to do comedy. Because before comedy, or before the pandemic. Uh, going to LA and doing comedy was not fun. It was oh, not good, a good yeah. time. Oh, I know what you mean, dude. Getting laughs at an open mic that did not happen. Like it was, yeah. it was bullying. It was like high school bullying, where everyone was clicky and just gross, and it was, it was not a good time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like that was in a lot of scenes. It can be clicky yeah. for sure. It just kind of bummed me out with like, like you mentioned the homeless vibe in San Fran. Yeah. They seem to be partying. Like in LA, it was yeah. a more downtrodden. A depressing vibe where yeah. it's like you're stepping over dudes to go pursue this dream of <laughs> talking about your penis. Like, yeah, you're about to go do a mic, and then you gotta like step over someone, you know. Yeah. Excuse me for someone's home. Yeah, <laughs> please move this tent. Yeah, and it's on the, the Hollywood Comedy's on Melrose, so it's kind yeah. of like that that same energy that yeah, yeah, OMG has. Sure. But I, I think it's a little worse over there. But it's it's been nothing but inviting. It's just everyone's really cool, and everyone's and it, so many people started doing stand up after the pandemic, and they've been welcomed with open arms. And oh, that's cool. Women based, uh, women owned 
um, business and yeah, all the bookers are women and they're they're just fucking killing it. They're yeah, I talked to Casey it. the other day, man, and it seems like, like I said, it seems like a great scene, cool thing that you guys are doing down there for sure. Yeah, and then she opened the Pasadena too about that's hers too three yeah, months yeah, ago. Yeah. yeah, okay. And that one, um, I just been learning from Casey and the manager at Hollywood, and then he's gonna send me over there and. Nice. Try to get things going over there because it's not like Hollywood's like on Melrose. So obviously, you're gonna get all the traction, but sure. it's a better, it has some, it's a more showroom. It's a good room for shows, nice. and we're trying to get more like the colleges and get the word out there before the Ice House opens. Hopefully. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Or yeah, maybe we yeah. can help us. We can just stay outside the Ice House and just pass talk out shit. flyers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk shit. Talk shit. Yeah. So oh. do you guys do like a slotted sign up sort of thing for comedians and also showcases? Yeah, slotted. So every hour it restarts, which is cool because like before you used to have to hop around everywhere. Mm-hmm. To now I can just stay in the same place and just do yeah. three mics in a row for sure. and work out the same material. Yeah. yeah, it was always rough doing those lotteries and you're there. And then oh, you that's the get worst. Called. Like, yeah. I was here all night and I yeah. didn't get to do five minutes. And all the homie, all his homies just get, keep bumping you. Oh, bumping yeah. And, you and you're like, like this guy just walked in and went right on stage. <laughs> Yeah. And then there's three people left in the audience, and you're like, "Oh, right, by the cool. time you go up, yeah, by the time no you go fuck anymore." Yeah. And then that time, I, I, by that time, I get stubborn. Like I'm getting up. I don't care who's in the crowd. Like I don't. I'm yeah. gonna look like I have schizophrenia. Like I don't care if there's no person. Around, like a boxer in the corner. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, man. That's how I get, bro. After yeah. I just start to get anxiety and like uh, performance anxiety of like wanting to do it. Yeah. And then a lottery, you don't know when you go up, so it's fucking nerve wracking. Yeah. And they call you up, and you're like, "Oh," and you run up there, kind of flustered. I like it sometimes. It is. I like it. If you can ride that awkward energy, it's rad. Because I don't think about. I don't like thinking about shit. I got. I. I like. Sometimes you go in a green room and someone's like staring at the wall and like going through their stuff, (laughs) and I'm just like, I'm just like trying to talk and like distract me from feeling anything, and then go up when I have to go up. Yeah, Yeah. dude. That it. It makes sense the way you say that because every time I've been around you, uh, yeah, you're super chill. Like you don't seem uh, nervous or too hyped. You know, you're right in the pocket. I'm just fucking. I'm just downplaying nervous. everything. I'm like, ah, this doesn't matter. I'll get another one. I'll never see these people again. Yeah, that's all <laughs> it's good. It, <laughs> Even when it's the same comics you see every week. You yeah. That? yeah I'll never see these I'll people never. again. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget this. Don't forget this. <laughs> nice, dude. That's rad. And uh, how, how long have you been doing it, though? You're a couple years now, right? Uh, I started October 2019. So going on two years. Hell yeah. But sure. then, you know, it took eight months off the pen. I had to start. I felt like I had to relearn right. stand-up again when we came back. Sure, yeah. Well, and I, then we're I mean, not that I know stand-up, but, like, it felt like I was starting all over again. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean, dude. We were doing those uh, park mics that were also a little, uh, you know, a little rough, a little different. Oh, yeah. People walking their dogs. You yeah. Get, you yelled at a housewife. Yeah, I did. I did yell yeah, at a Karen. Did. I gave her. I, I had pent-up energy because a Karen shut down her other show, so I just, I, I went off on her. Maybe a little too hard, but yeah, the police she deserved it. Week. <laughs> yeah, maybe a little too hard. <laughs> I mean, I, it wasn't that bad. I was there, man. Like yeah. you, you could have went a little harder. You I should have out of line, but yeah, I wasn't gonna let her just say. She, what did she say? She um, she came up talking about she pays more taxes than us, and like just took it like yeah. some <laughs> snooty rich white woman. I was like, okay, I mean, you could come up and ask nicely, exactly, uh, and yeah. be like, hey, this is offensive. But um, it, was, it was, in the end, it which was you good. are, you're horribly offensive. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't even think it was that bad. Like it was beautiful. Like I think we both needed it. Cause like <laughs> it's very cathartic. It was very cathartic because she was like Karen. You know, she was like probably inside all day, every day. She didn't have like mm-hmm. a. She was probably a PTA mom. She didn't have like That's that e- seems, bitchy yeah. energy to get out. So she's like, I'm gonna go to the park and fuck with these comedians, which is so stupid. Like oh, how yeah. how most stupid. Yeah. If you're gonna fuck with anyone, comedians should be the last people. Well, just coming into a situation <laughs> where the person you're fucking with has a mic and you don't. <laughs> it's like the same people that yell out in uh. Like uh, shows, like hecklers. Yeah. Like, bro, I have a mic. Like, what are you doing? 
you know? Be setting up, yeah, and especially when everyone in the crowd's a comedian, like, I already have, right. they're already on my side. Well, I don't know, I mean, <laughs> I felt like you were out of line, but what was I going to do, tackle you? I mean, no, I mean, she was, she just came up yelling, and I think she'd heard us a few weeks walking her dog. Yeah. This is a she was planning that in her head for, for like, sure. For I like think it was premeditated. And, yeah. <laughs> but what was so weird was like, all she came with was like, I fucking pay more taxes than you, you fucking loser. Like yeah. you're a 23 year old trying to be a comedian. Yeah. Like that's what you're going to. She was with, like, like throwing me softballs, and I was just yeah. hitting them out of the park. Like yeah. she's so stupid. She was like, oh, she's like, you might want to go to the welfare line. Um, they're about to close soon. Right. And yeah. I was it was like, like, all right. Yeah. Like no one would hear that inside with her. It's like, oh, you sound like a douche. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I'm on unemployment. I'm taking all your money. Yeah, like, that I'm, was what was funny. No, that I'm was the thing, all. dude. I remember you were slander. That was the thing. Like, you were saying funnier and funnier things. It was like, and, and I kind of felt bad for her because it's like, probably her life's just not the best. <laughs> yeah. It's like, why are you yelling at people at the park? Yeah, something, something's wrong. But we both needed it. We both. Um, what like, kind of dog did she have? She didn't, I don't even. Did she have a dog? Dude, that was the thing, Pam. Like, I, I don't remember seeing a dog, dude. It was an off leash <laughs> park, though. And I remember saying that at the time, it was like, she was a heavy set lady, just like angry. And, nurse, uh, I think. She had uh, scrubs on. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I don't yeah. remember seeing a dog, but if I had to guess, it was a Frenchie. Yeah. <laughs> right? But yeah, I can't remember, dude. That part, it was just like a, a dog park. We literally were doing comedy at a dog park. It was a cemetery dog park. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, you know. Uh, we 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 said fuck a lot, and some people some people were a little more vulgar. I mean, yeah. we're open micers. Yeah, we have nowhere to go. We're we don't do yeah. this. We're gonna kill ourselves. So like, we had to do it there. Well, it was the yeah. only mic. It was the like only you said, the only thing we could do yeah. during the pandemic was outside. And people loved it. I mean, that was yeah. just one person. Like, people right. would come on Tuesdays. Like we didn't even yeah. know we get a consistent crowd coming. True. And they there loved was it. like twenty people would just show up with their blanket, drinking beer, and hanging out because it was like a park. Yeah. It was pretty chill about that. The cops didn't care about people doing that. It was like a great scene. Amy Trout put that on. Shout out yeah. to Amy out in uh, Ventura. She's Amy Trout, hilarious, good producer, good comedian. Yeah, she's like the, she's a Penn Benjamin of Ventura. Yeah. Pretty much, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah, she runs Fatty Vegan, vegan punk rock place. Do open mics there now, and yeah, we're back inside. We're back. Finally, inside. yeah. You know? Everything feels back. Yeah. The weirdest thing that I did during the pandemic, I took my little portable battery powered PA, and I'd stand in line. Or I'd stand at the top of the line of Trader Joe's, and I'd just yell at people in line <laughs> and just do jokes. Because I, I had to do something. I didn't know what else to do. And so I was like, well, there's a captive audience here. That's pretty great. <laughs> it's like they're not paying quick enough in line, and you're just like, hey, man, some of them flip-flops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because there was lines outside the grocery store for the longest. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, so right, the Trader right, Joe's right. lines and the Gus's yeah. market down here. Because there would be lines all the way around the block. Dang. And it, so I was like, all right, yeah. I'm going to tell them jokes. I try to keep it clean, you know. Yeah. I was going to say, how did it, did it go okay? Yeah, it went great. Hell yeah. Yeah, people I tried to know. give me money. People were always like walking <laughs> by. Yeah. They're like, we've been listening to you the whole way down the hill. Thank you. Thank you. That's yeah, rad, They dude. were like, this That's is really cool nice. That's a compliment. Yeah. Trader Joe's crowd. Yeah, the thing yeah. about comedy in the park was that it's either one of two things. It's, oh, there's comedy. Cool. Or it's, oh, there's comedy. This, yeah. this is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> There's people there. We actually got some social media complaints that were all time. Yeah, it was great. I couldn't. One was like something about like dank weed smoke and profanity. You know, like it was more like complimentative, but it was a complaint. I'm like, <laughs> I don't see the problem <laughs> at all with that. It's like exactly what goes down. We just smoke a bunch of weed and drink and tell jokes. Yeah, it was you know? more about the just hanging out more than the mic. Is like half the fun. 
was just seeing yeah. everyone again, which was weird. It was weird seeing comedians in the daylight, though. That was definitely <laughs> strange. Did not know you guys existed right. in the daylight. You see our complexion and <laughs> our <laughs> bad <laughs> skin. Yeah. Like Usually we're under dimly lit light. You look yeah. a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> blue hue. It's like you live during the day. What the fuck? It's weird. Right, dude. It's like the girl you went home with that you shouldn't have, and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, exactly. That's what you look like, man. <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> Pam, let me ask you, what was the the pandemic like here in the city? Because you know, so things didn't change that much for me okay. personally because since I run the radio station mm-hmm. and radio was deemed essential, fuck yeah. Oh, nice. So every day. I I wouldn't take the bus because I'm not a psychopath, but I'd walk. <laughs> I'd walk from the TL every day, and I still do. So I walk like five miles a day. Dang, crazy. yeah, that's a far walk. Yeah, well, it's fine. I love my walk. Yeah, I great. think, and I think about jokes or whatever. But cool. so every day I had something to do. So I just I came here and did yeah. things. Yeah, this place is rad, dude. This we're sitting in an old school uh, radio, like an old school radio station, and it's super super cool, man. Brought an old CD stack. Like, when <laughs> I was a young man, I was like, oh, dude, I have this still. I played a lot of I played a lot of music when I was here, and then we started doing a lot of weird Zoom things, yeah. which, and I do them here, but then I'd have them also be on the radio, so I'd plug it in, and That's so it was cool. like, like look international. So I did a lot of that, and then I started. My neighbors came by, and they were like, "He uh, used to do comedy. Uh, whatever happened to that?" And I was like, "Well, you know, it's the pandemic." And they right. said, "Well, just do it outside." So my neighbor TJ was like, "You should do it outside," and I was like, "Are you okay with that?" And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay, a neighbor said it was okay. So I put the speakers outside, and I just started doing And I, I didn't publicize it all because I didn't want to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. But I had shows here every Friday on the street starting in, like, end of April Very in cool. 2020. So all oh, through right the whole – Yeah, yeah in the middle of the pandemic when yeah. everybody was home alone, I was like, well, we're still doing shows. And so there were comedians. I made people use bags and, and – their own microphones and I was like keep it safe none of us ever got COVID That's so great. it's great yeah. and then um, people would hang out the windows next door and the neighbors all came out and they'd bring their own chairs and oh that's rad and the, to drink on the street because it was legal I guess during the pandemic oh no yeah the cops kind of relaxed on that that's well cool. it was literally legal because all the bars were closed and people were selling like outdoor oh. drinks like you could okay. sell because yeah. all the bars were trying to stay alive so they were selling to-go drinks right like right. everywhere which is like just go to the store right. but so <laughs> Everyone was sort of outside having fun, and and it just got to be a thing. So, the pandemic was great for me. Like I yeah, thrived. I rad, was, man. Yeah, and then I started booking a bunch of outdoor shows, and um, it's been it's been awesome. So I the whole time I never shut down. I didn't ever have that eight month break. I was like, oh, I get ten minutes at least once a week. Oh man, that's so, rad, dude. Yeah, yeah that's I was I was blessed. Hashtag blessed. Blessed. Hashtag West. White yeah. lady Uni blessed. Radio, staying afloat. That's Yay. awesome. Yay. Dude. Yeah. Thank you again for doing all this. I know you're oh, answering yeah. emails and doing all that like crazy. It's been wild. Yeah. I but believe you. Scheduling is sort of my superhero gift. I used to be a stage manager. There so all the organizational stuff was less, not, it's in my skill set. So it wasn't difficult for me. But promotions just aren't in my skill set. Like for I sure. love open mics. I love weird underground things and all that. But then once you're like, okay, this is real, buy tickets. And I'm like, how do you get people to do that? Sure. Yeah. No, I know what you mean, man. I'm still uh, only three years in and doing everything you're doing is like, I just focus on being funny, telling jokes. So right. producing shows, a whole that's a whole different kit. Yeah. it's But it's been fun. I mean, it, the only difficulty is like last night I was, you know, I set up the venue and then I ran the door and then I waited for the headliner to get there so I could start the show because I hosted the show and I got up on stage and I, I realized 
I haven't even thought about my jokes all day. <laughs> like yeah. none of them. But I've had so much stage time this week that I just sort of no time reached off. into the bag yeah. and pulled out whatever. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yay, me. Yeah, you, yeah. You're no, thanks for coming yeah. up though, all the way yeah. from LA. I mean it's it's great to have visiting comics and hear Thank new voices you. and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was with performing with a dude yesterday who came all the way from Boston. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Jack Hall. Jack Hall, yeah, it was his name. Funny dude. Uh, yeah, so there's people from all over. So thank you again. Yeah. How, how long did it take you to get up here, dude? Like time, like driving up. Yeah, like six six hours. Yeah, yeah. that's about right. Yeah, six hour drive. Yeah, I've so done it a few up. times before. Just put on some podcasts, you know. Uh, I wore shorts, like really like <laughs> short shorts, so I can like pee outside of my I, leg. Like yeah, while you're while driving? I'm driving, yeah. That's savage. How do you do that? <laughs> so you wear short shorts, right? And then um, you don't wear underwear. And you pull your dick out of the side of the short. I know how that part yeah. works. Yeah, and yeah. Then that way, because when you pee the other way, when you try to do it up, it like kinks it, kinks your penis. So yeah, it has too much pressure. So you got to do it outside the leg, and then you put, uh, you get a piss jug, and you just pee. Yeah, it. but the piss jug, like you're driving, how huh? I just, I feel like that's messy. Oh you've no, had, no, you've had accidents. Oh yeah, <laughs> you spill piss all over yourself. You're like, yeah. oh. Yeah, I've had some training. Yeah, but I'm a professional now. I got it down. You know, there's those rest areas, right? No, I don't know. Not you for don't me. fuck with those. No, no. <laughs> I pee a lot. I pee. I got a UTI like a year ago, and it's just never been the same. Huh. Yeah, Dang, it's just dude. never been the same. I used to think yeah, I drink I, a lot too. Yeah, I mean that's my problem. I'll yeah. have like a bunch of coffee and drinks. I'm like, oh, I just yeah. pee again. Six yeah. hour drive every hour. I'm fucking stopping. Yeah, yeah. I'm addicted to Lacroix. I'll put like six. I'm 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 a, I'm having an addicted personality. I have to drink like six of these. It's not the best city for you, man. Not the best what city. Oh. All these junkies running around. Oh, yeah. Addictive yeah. personality. Well, I'm, I'm weak, so I'm not weak. I'm uh, Well, I am that, too, but <laughs> I, I'm broke, so <laughs> okay. it's keeping me alive, yeah. There you go. If I, I had can't money. afford your drugs, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I it's would. good. Being broke is good. It's good for your health. That's true. Yeah. yeah you can't spend 100 bucks at the bar on Modelo's. Exactly, yeah. I can't believe LaCroix doesn't make their own alcoholic beverage yet. Oh, a, yeah. A flavored. Well, a, a Zima, a new, a new brand of Zima. LaCroix. LaCroix. Yeah, all yeah. those. I feel like that's what all those are. Uh, those flavored bubbly waters, kind of like yeah. Zima, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, rebranding Zima. It's malt liquor. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Nice, dude. So what's it at uh, Hollywood Comedy, dude, working with Casey? How's that been? You said you learned from him? The man's covered yeah. in tattoos makes bad decisions. <laughs> Shout out to yeah, Casey, though. This guy's the manager of this place, and he's covered in tattoos, has a septum ring, and like has a, a ponytail. Yeah, he's looks like, like he's going to stab you at any yeah. second. But once he puts glasses on, he just goes like he looks like a hipster. Like that's how yeah. it goes from gangster to hipster very quickly. Um, he's the nicest dude in the world. I don't he's know perfect for the. He's the nicest yeah. guy. He's the perfect for the job. Uh, Ying picked the perfect guy because the thing about that happens with a lot of comedy clubs in L.A. is that you have the people who run them hate comedy. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking hate comedy, or they were terrible at comedy, and like they want to be like gatekeepers and stuff. Like there's right. no community. But Casey knows every single comedian, like first and last name. He like. Huh? He makes a fun hang, you know, and then Lizzie, Always, she yeah. does it. She books and she the same. She knows comedians, you know, it's a place the com- the owner. She gave the comedians the keys to nice, run the dude. place. And that's like that's a big problem with other comedy clubs is that they don't do that. And like right. it just goes to shit because no one cares about comedy. It's comedy first, money second. You know, the money will come if you care about the comedy. Yeah. So like I said, yeah. I saw you guys over the last couple of months and the whole scene uh, at the clubs are. You can take a noticeable, you know, you guys are standing out noticeably over other clubs just opening up down there. Yeah, it's blowing up, and especially because 
every single club in LA is you got to bring people. You know, you got to bring yeah, bringers five people. Or you just, just give them money for a couple yeah. minutes. And then your friends are going to get annoyed with you and then they're going to see you bomb and they're going to be like, I don't want to go back. But right. this yeah. place has like gotten so public. I think maybe because of TikTok or just they got on the news. Um, but at least 60%, 70% of the audience just walk in. What? Yeah, just walking in. And $15 for a ticket too. No, they're killing it. That's good. not they're bad. It, dude. Fifteen yeah. bucks isn't isn't unheard no. of, especially in LA. That's pretty cheap. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, but like, like all these people are just walking in, and like it's just like it's crazy. You don't have to bring people, and it's just like makes <sighs> comedians feel so much better. What a know. dream! Yeah, what a dream! An audience, an audience, a consistent audience. <laughs> Oof. Do they do a two item there, or is it just no, fifteen? Just yeah, fifteen. You know, and then the That's drinks the are like five bucks each. So what? Like, oh, reasonable, yeah. dude. That's you can have like up. a thirty dollar night easily, dude. Honestly, that's part of why you guys are doing well because yeah. to me a lot of time you pay money to come in and then they're like two item minimum like the comedy store is ten dollars for a corona yeah yeah it's um like, punchline it's it was sixteen dollars for an ipa oh my wow. god i bought one the other day yeah, and you're a draft. how much is that like oh cool yeah, yeah. Here you i'm go. like i'm a comic do i get a discount <laughs> come on and they're like we gotta make our money benjamin uh, <laughs> But it's at sixteen. That's five dollar drinks. That's amazing. Five dollar drinks, yeah. yeah. And it's just it's just like so intimate because it's like a like a thirty seater, forty seater. So like you yeah, really so fifteen people. That's yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, it's it's fun. it's so fun. Wow, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a really good spot and it's blowing up and it's only get gonna gonna get bigger. And Zhao Ying, she's like an amazing amazing owner. Like she um like she just trusts comedians and she loves she, and she's funny, which is crazy for go. a comedy club helps. owner to yeah. be funny. You yeah, know? for sure. Uh. And uh, she actually got kicked off of TikTok recently, which was like a big. She's making a lot. Yeah, I I mean, I'm sure it can. But she uh, she made a one-child policy joke and she posted it. Oh shit! About China and they just kicked her ass off. I lived in China for a year, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. What the fuck? When? I was fucking like 23. No, 21. 21 to 22. Yeah. Damn. What was that like? It wasn't great. <laughs> had to watch what you texted and called people. No, no, oh. it was like I don't even think I had a cell phone at the time. Oh. It was like ten, eleven years ago, and uh, dude, I was an English teacher, but had no business being an English teacher. <laughs> like I didn't speak Chinese, and like they didn't really speak English well enough for me. You know, you yeah. got, and I was a teacher, and they would just give me a room full of like a hundred kids, and I would bomb for an hour and a half. <laughs> so like doing comedy for fifteen minutes, bombing. It's like yeah, this isn't that. This isn't that bad. Like I can speak English. You can speak English. Yeah. In China, it was like dude. You can only do tongue twisters for so long. Yeah. Like, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> I was just trying to make money, and I was like, it was the worst, dude. But it was all right, man. When I was young, I was about your age. Did rad. you, like, did you meet other Americans, or was it just mostly? Yeah, I was actually there originally with, uh, uh, as a study abroad student, like, learning history of China, and then stayed around for another six months teaching English. Damn. Or trying to. I just put it that way. I, f- I got fired, like, five times. Because <laughs> they realized, like, two weeks into it, they're like, oh, this guy doesn't like Chinese. Like, no, I don't. I don't know what so, but yeah, man, it's that's rad that she's uh killing it, man. Yeah, yeah, she's really kicked off TikTok. I interrupted that story. What, oh, yeah. what was the what was the reasoning behind she, that? She um she posted a uh, clip of her doing stand up, yeah, one child policy, and you can't you can't do anything about China on TikTok. Uh, yeah, they'll kick your ass off right away. Yeah. You you they they that's crazy, dude. Yeah. So she she has a joke about the one child policy. Yeah, cause she was she's Chinese. She was she was part of the one child policy. Like her her grandma or her her mom found like and TikTok is away, yeah. Chinese. Yeah. 
So oh, they. Owned. I was just thinking that they own. They own, yeah. They own TikTok. So you can't even if you start searching wow, stuff dude. about China, they will kick your ass. They're they don't fuck around. No. Wow. Yeah. No, they don't. Fuck. Super yeah. censorship. Yeah. Yeah. It's a communist. Yeah. Yeah. In wow. China, dude, it was it was yeah. ever apparent. Like it felt like people were watching me sometimes. Like dudes were like following me around the park. I'm like, oh, this oh, is weird. Oh my god. Dude. Yeah. yeah. And other people told me that too. As like college <sighs> students. Yeah. Because they thought you were some underground. Like no, I think they just Marxist tabs on people, like Whoa. just no matter what. And I was living in this little, uh, it wasn't little, it was a big city, but there's no other honkies oh. looking like this. So like two blocks away, you'd see me. And uh, if anyone else was non-Chinese, we'd like wave to each other because we were just, we did, stood out. Like, did the girls, crazy. were they in love with you? Did you have to no. like push the snatch off with a <laughs> no, stick? Uh, no, Nunchucks? they were actually very scared, like intimidated. Huh. And uh, I, I'll tell this story real quick. Uh, I found out they kept calling me Waiguzhen, probably not pronouncing that correctly. But this adorable little girl, like a two, three year old little girl, pointed at me and wide eyed was like, Waiguzhen, Waiguzhen. And her parent just pulled her along. So I asked my student, like, what that meant. And he reluctantly told me that means a foreign devil. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> like, oh. Because oh. <laughs> I, I thought it was adorable. Like, I was like waving at her, like, oh, hey, hi, little girl. Hey, little and then I find out, like, oh, no, she thinks you're of the devil. And I was like, oh. Well, okay. you do have red hair, red beard. Yeah. I could see how being any sort of uh, American or wh- especially like a white American. Again, the women were like intimidated. And the bifurcated <laughs> tail and the hay fork yeah, probably yeah. like really. Yeah, and then when they found out I was Jewish, they're like, "Oh, get them!" Oh, okay. <laughs> no, get them. No, dude, I literally said that a couple times, and they it would be like a a thing where like everyone in the room would be like, they would speak amongst themselves, be like, "He's Jewish," and they'd be like, "Oh," <laughs> like they'd never seen a Jew before. It blew their mind. <laughs> Like yes, drink it in. I think they they left me on a few jobs because I said that. They're like, we can't fire him. He's, he's Jewish. And then a few weeks later, like we're gonna let him go. <laughs> what was your favorite part of China? I'm intrigued. Favorite part of China? Probably leaving. No, uh, <laughs> no. I really did enjoy the history because I went there as a, a history student with uh, American University. And, and obviously, China is rich with history and architecture and stuff like that. So like learning. Uh, Learning there was really cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was great. Like, I also taught students in uh, table tennis I'm actually really good at. And, like, it blew their mind. It fucking would blow their mind because they thought I was not good and I would go play with them. And, like, once they saw me play, like, everyone would be like, dude, I want to play you. So I'd end up playing for hours just because, like, they couldn't believe a white dude could play. Damn. They would kick my ass, though, because, like, anyone who was really good was, like, I played, like, a 16th ranked dude in the in the province. Like, he was, like, the man. And it was like an honor to play him, and he kicked my ass, dude. It was like, guys like oh, it's honored. Well, no, like well, I was already before? playing, and me and my buddy Jeff, we were like pretty good at table tennis, and they were impressed. And so we just like people kept challenging us, and it was rude to say no. And we'd been there for hours, dude. And this the guy finally challenged us, and it was like again rude to say no. So this like 16th ranked dude just whooped our asses. And it was, but it was like an honor to play him, I guess. And we hung out with him a couple more times. He took us out drinking, and Ooh. yeah, they drink a lot in China. The dudes, fuck yeah. That was surprising. That's probably the most surprising thing. I went there thinking that, yeah, I'm Irish. Like, I could drink. And then it's like, no, nah, dude, the Chinese dudes. Were yeah, they drinking, hammered. like, beer or um, vodka? Or? They do uh, warm beer. They don't oh, drink. God. Yeah, they drink warm beer, and they shoot it. They say gombe, and you have to finish what's in your glass, or it's, like, rude. And then they drink this stuff called baijiu. It's a rice liquor, and that mm. stuff's gnarly. Like, 
Rice liquor? Yeah, right. That sounds yeah. like a racial slur. Like sake. <laughs> sake. <laughs> no. It's like, ch- uh, like, it does, like moonshine sake. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. That's what it tastes like too, man. And you get like a flask for like 75 cents. <laughs> so like a buddy of mine would get two of them and he'd be blacked out drunk like wow. by the end of the night. Wow. I so could never drink the baja. That shit was too, no- too strong. 75 cents to get blacked out? Yeah, it was like a little flask, wow. and you get like That's a good deal. Oh yeah, it was China. That was great. I mean, you get food. What yeah. was the worst part of China? Um, I was just being homesick, and I just I didn't fit in, dude. I didn't make mm. friends, like even amongst the foreign other foreign exchange students. Like they huh. really didn't like me. And what? Oh uh, yeah. What did you do? You're so likable. Uh-huh. I don't know. Maybe when, uh, early twenties, maybe not so much. Ah. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Thanks for saying that, though. I appreciate it. I question it all the time. It's like, am I likable, or is he just? Con man, he's no. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just like was homesick, and after a year gone, I was like, I'm ready to come home, sort of thing. But yeah, I, I recommend it to people going if you like traveling to places that are totally different than America. Yeah, fucking go check it out. Yeah, I had a layover in Shanghai, Southeast Asia. I thought it was. Um, I looked outside. I thought it was just overcast. But then when I had my second layover, I was like, Oh, it's just like that all the time. Yeah, it's the pollution. Yeah, yeah it's the pollution. And like everyone's just eating cup of noodles. Like it's all they eat. Yeah, they, Ron, they just yeah, have dude. like stations of hot water, and everyone's just like mm-hmm. that's for the tea. And I had like two dollars left in my bank account, so that's what I was eating. Mm-hmm. I oh, that was my whole life. Bro. Yeah, like just, yeah, it was like my college years around your age, like yeah. I said. So I'd like reluctantly call home, and be like, "Hey, can I get like so many flavors?" Bucks? And that would last like a good long time because the whole shop was just any flavor you can possibly think of of cup of noodles. Or oh, the, for sure, it was, it was oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, the food then, was good, dude. I'll I'll say that there was some interesting, strange food that I yeah. my students would take me to eat. Like soup houses that were just like every part of the animal, mm. so that was a trip, and it was like hard to be like, yeah, I don't, you know, you wouldn't say you didn't like it, so you have to power it down. But it was like, yeah, you know, yeah, it was cool. Go to China, check yeah. it out. I uh, don't, you can't say anything crazy though. They'll take it. Oh, I tried to go on Instagram. It was blocked. Snapchat you? was blocked. Yeah, it blocked you. Blocked and everything. And then I was just watching the kids, and like they basically had like a TikTok, and it was just all just like stimulation of just like cooking and like just like nothing. Just everything's just blocked there. Yeah, you can't yeah. get any information. I CCTV. wanted to tell him something and be like, yo, you know, it's not the same. No, my <laughs> our history professor is an American professor. He said, hey, what's in our book, you're, do not talk about with the students. Yeah. Wow. It's not okay. I was like, oh, okay. What's your, so your degree's in history? Mm-hmm. Cool. And political science, you know, as, oh, in, good. as interesting as that is to talk about. Well, it just <laughs> means that you're never going to have a real job. Well, that's I mean, what I, st- I stopped going to school. I was like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah, you know, it's like, why am I paying a hundred grand for this that nobody wants to talk about? A hundred grand? Some what kids school do. did you I, go to? No, I didn't. I didn't. But okay. I got buddies that are like in the whole twenty-five to a hundred grand for school. I'm like, what are you doing? I know people that have theater degrees from like places that cost two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. dollars. All like tw- it's like, why would you get a theater degree? Yeah. Is it because you hate your parents? You hate. <laughs> you wonder your, that sometimes. You right? hate your rich parents. You hate your future. Is what yeah. It's like you got a two hundred fifty thousand dollar. In debt, well, no, yeah. it's that their parents are rich and paid for the whole thing, oh, and so they just can yeah. do whatever they're like. Yeah. I'm gonna get a theater degree. Yeah, I grew up in uh, Galita, Santa Barbara, right near uh, Montecito, where Oprah lives. So, Ooh. I, I'm, I'm like a working class family, but I grew up with a lot of wealthy, privileged kids. So, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. fifty thousand—that's nothing, honey. Keep going to theater school for eight years. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> About the experience, right? Yeah. Go to I'm UCSB, only ten G's in debt. Hammer drunk. Yeah. Experience. It's experience. <laughs> gotta find myself for 200 grand yeah that's what blows my mind dude <laughs> and everything's available online now anyways that's what that's with yeah. me with history it's like dude, you can read the shit for free you don't yeah. need to 
You don't need the syllabus. You can even download the syllabus from a lot of different places and then look up the books. And then it's like, why do you, why do I need that person to talk to me about it? I think I can read by myself. Did you do school, college? Yeah, I just graduated. Fuck yeah, dude. Congratulations. I'm only only 10 G's in debt. That's pretty good. That's great. That's nothing. Yeah. Yeah, That's reasonable. And it was was all online too, so maybe I might be able to get So how smart are you then? Oh, it was a, I went to Cal State Channel. It's a C student school. Yeah. C student school? Oh, yeah. What was your degree? School. It was business, and then I started oh, okay. doing comedy, yeah. and I was like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm not going to – because I thought – I wanted, like, I had a business idea for, like, a drive-through liquor store where I work at, but, like, why not just put healthy food in there, you know, and just ring out the hipsters, you know, like, and ring out the, the health craves. Like a drive-through Trader Joe's? Just, is that what you're – Yeah, basically, yeah, organic shit and just, like, milk them for all they got, you know. And Dude, uh, Santa Barbara, that would kill. Yeah. For so, sure. Because, like, you can't, you can't drive through anywhere and get, like, an apple or a fucking smoothie drive through smoothie, Yeah. So, or anything like that. Or a salad or anything like that. So, but they just teach you how to be a worker in business. Like, they teach you how to write memos and just, like, be an office worker. Right. And wear I was a like, suit. Yeah. Wear a suit. Be boring. <laughs> yeah. Be boring. Yeah. Do it. So then I started doing comedy and then. Like, this doesn't go together, yeah. sir. And then we then, don't have jokes in business. Exactly. I was like, I'm going to get or, uh, canceled or fucking fired for half the shit I say. So then I, uh, I go up to my counselor and I, I do my open mic and the next day I go to my counselor. I'm like, can you get me out of this? Like, please. And he's like, you can take liberal studies. We'll take all your business credits. You can take whatever classes you want. I was okay. like, give me that. There no. you go. Just I almost dropped out. Yeah, I almost dropped okay. out. I was like, I already paid this much money. Like, right. No, that's a good in. move, dude. So that's like, a good move. I'm going to finish. So I have a degree in, in nothing. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Whatever, dude. Like you said, Liberal. you finished. I quit, dude. I didn't even get the degree. I did all that work. was almost done. I'm like, you know what? Like you didn't. Like, yeah. Fuck this. That was so close. I was on the edge, but I was like, ah, I'll just do it. I made your family proud, didn't it? Your mom was so happy. Oh, my graduation party was like, we didn't, we, we didn't think you were gonna make it, dude. Oh. <laughs> me neither, mom. Me neither. Me neither. I was like, like my mom's still ha- like ragging on me ten years later. It's like you need to finish. Well, you college. can't now. That your your college credits expire after seven years. Son of a bitch. So uh, if you so don't go good. back within seven, you have to redo all of it. Redo all of it. Yeah. Damn. They your credits expire. Back. Yeah. That's bullshit. It is. I um. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I finished with the liberal studies, and I was like, dude, this is nice, dude. Yeah. You got a degree, bro. Yeah, I got it. Oh, me, but man. it was. I think being online made it a lot easier to graduate because my capstone was like, look, if I can give you all A's, I would. And he basically did. Like, if you turned in one paper a month, and he's like, I'm Stuff. I'm done with. Thick. I don't even read these, man. Just yeah. make sure you turn them in. I turned in another my final. I turned in that final from another class, and he gave, he didn't nice. even notice. Fuck yeah. Every, all the professors were just over it, like. They're just over COVID. They're over everything. They're like, just, just graduate. We, we know that you lost your college experience, so we're gonna. We know take you're it gonna easy. bail and go tell jokes. Yeah, exactly. Take it easy on you. Yeah. Did you start comedy while you were in college? Is that what you meant? Like you started doing comedy. You're like, you know what? Fuck business. Yeah, I. Um, Fuck yeah, dude. I do you remember that uh, it was right around the corner from uh, Hong Kong Inn. It was the Oak, mm-hmm. Oak and Main. They used to have a, sh- yeah. a show yeah. there. And I just saw guys bomb, and I was like, well, I could do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, like, I embarrass myself every day. Like, funny, dude. That was the same <laughs> thing. I watched an open mic. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could do that. Yeah, like, they were not that good. Yeah. Not everybody, but a few people, you're like, I could do that. Yeah, you got to see people bomb. Because when you watch like people on TV, you're like, I can't do that. Right. You're yeah. watching Chappelle. Yeah, that's a high yeah. bar. Yeah, I remember watching Louie when I was a kid. I'm like, he just seemed like he was just talking. Like, right, yeah. It just seems like he was. say about Louie, dude. He's just making shit up. I'm like, I can't be that like funny on the spot. It's clever, man. That's what they overlook in comedy because you stupid jokes but it's actually very clever it's yeah you're tricking people almost like not all comedy but some comedy good comedy you're almost like somewhat clever yeah yeah you're like you're pretending like it's your first time saying it when it's really like you're a thousand time right yeah yeah should be like you're just talking yeah 
That's were you, a, were you uh, when you did your first mic, did you do well or well enough, obviously? Yeah, I got I got a few laps. It was I went to Santa Barbara and did like a open mic there. Was and it was a really supportive mic? crowd. No, it was uh, it was a college mic. Like oh, at uh, yeah. yeah. So they're really supportive and like really cool. So I didn't bomb. So you're just so handsome, they're like this guy. He's got yeah. a great hairline. Yeah, I tricked him. Sweet beard. Yeah, I just smiled and you know, did weird movements like Crystalia and except minus the pedophile stuff, but Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's all I that's did. A good yeah. I just danced on stage and I like this just guy. Danced. Yeah, <laughs> you like his energy. <laughs> and I got it. Well, and actually, most people there were bombing. So actually, I I think that helped me out. The first two guys bombed. So like I had you like came up, did okay. I came up, did got some laps. I was like, all right, that's it. I'm doing this forever. Nice. It was pretty. Dude. It was pretty easy from there on. Yeah. Pretty easy from there on. Well, You've like been my at ladies in parks. <laughs> Well, just like in terms of like what I want, I knew from there. I was like, "This is no, what I want to do." Yeah, that's, that's right. I was like, "I can, I can get good at this." Yeah. Were you I'm a like, fan your whole life of comedy? Uh, I, I was like, I don't know. I was, a, I was like only child for like seven or eight years. Mm-hmm. So I just like I was outside. I didn't have no one showed me anything. Like I didn't know MTV. I didn't know Comedy Central. Like I didn't know these things till I was like probably like fifteen or sixteen. I didn't okay. start watching. Com- I didn't know what comedy was, and when when I did see, it, I was like, I can't, I can't do that. Sure. It's all like um, George Carlin. I was like, that guy's fucking. Yeah, we'll talk about clever. That yeah, guy. That guy's like a religious, you know, like he's preaching in a religion up oh, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, so yeah. I'm like, Carlin oh. was the guy when I was like a little boy. We were driving across country, back to Cali with my dad, and he had a cassette tape of Carlin back to school. It was called, and I just remember thinking like, what a cool job. Yeah. I was like 11, but like I'd always, I always that memory just always stuck in my head. But I didn't start till I was 30. Too, so it's like you know that that little seed stuck in my head for twenty years, and it wasn't like I can do this. It's just like what a cool job. Yeah, I didn't understand it. Like I, my um, my uncle showed me Fluffy uh, Gabriel Iglesias, nice. yeah, he's and he was by that time he was selling out arenas. So I was yeah. like, oh, he's opening for like a basketball game. Like I didn't know yeah. all those people he came out it, for dude. one person. Yeah. That that didn't like just couldn't register in my mind. Right. It still doesn't register in my mind when I see like yeah. People have the same spirit as for a whole football team for sure. one person, which Dude, is I saw, fucking crazy. I saw Gabriel at Ventura Fair. It was uh, if you're at the fair, you come into the show for free. Fourteen thousand people. The fire marshal had to be like, "Hey, we're full." Oh my capacity. god! And, and dude, he had a blast. He did like an hour and a half. What? And, yeah. And then he did. He does this thing at the end of his set. He'll come back and do like the the greatest hits of Fluffy, like all the jokes everyone knows, and people sing wow. them back to him, dude. Oh my! Like he, I've seen him like three times. He's just such a fucking good dude. Like my dad met him at an airport and yelled Fluffy at him, and Fluffy came up to him and was like hanging out with him and talking to my old man and like was just the nicest guy. Wow. And it's cool to hear like these guys you look up to are nice. Yeah, to me at least. Like, yeah, because they seem nice on right screen and then. You never know if they're actually like that. And some people are assholes. That would, you know, Fluffy was actually like a dickhead. And like a <laughs> You'd be like, oh, man, that like ruins his whole like persona, you know? It's a fucking diva. Yeah, yeah. it's like a diva with his glasses. <laughs> That's rad, man. Well, uh, I think we've uh, been talking long enough. Bro, you got anything else you want to plug or say? Or uh, No, not really. Uh. No, not really. <laughs> Quick business. Why is I'm, it, a, I'm a funny guy. Why is it called the Boomtown Chronicles? Uh, Boomtown is uh, one of my favorite movies was Tombstone. Oh, uh-huh. And uh, Tombstone is called the Queen of the Boomtowns. So it was like a combination. Like in high school, I, was an, uh, I still am like a painter. And so like the world I create is like Boomtown. And also when you take mushrooms, you'd always say you go to Boomtown. So uh-huh. it's like a, a multiple thing. And it's always been a thing of mine for, like I said, I came up with it like in high school. I was like 14 with your buddies drawing. And then it just kind of stayed. Like, you know, I transitioned into doing comedy. And I was like, again, the boom town. It just, 
you know, it's a boom town in the silver days was like those silver mines that became a town and then aren't anymore. Those were like the boom towns yeah. of the West. And like I said, me and my buddies always take mushrooms younger and like, yeah, we're going to boom town. And you know, just something <laughs> stupid. That yeah, I that's kept, great. You know, that I kind of, yeah, I like. So. Well, what was the first time you did mushrooms? First time I was, uh, I want to say 15, maybe 16. And I was just around the corner from my dad's house at a buddy's house. And we ate them at his house. And I'll never forget, it was fall, so the leaves were like, you know, the cool colors and shit. And I, I just remember they were kicking in, and I didn't know what it was yet. But then I remember looking up at the trees and being like, oh, this is it. This yeah. Is, this is this is rad. This tree is cooler than I've ever seen. It was a tree you've seen your whole life. You yeah. Know, like my dad's, and I was like, this tree is amazing. I was like, oh, I'm high. I'm high. <laughs> so, yeah, and then, like, I took him a bunch, like, Seth Rogen, like, kind of style, where, like, clearly that dude takes rooms a lot. But now that I'm older, it's kind of calmed down. Hmm. Maybe once a year these days, but, you know, I'm an adult with responsibility. So when I go, like, get all messed up like that, I just fucking tend to have, you know, worry attacks over dumb, stupid stuff. Do you, yeah, do you, is that, does that, that happen when you get older? You just, you just start to worry more? I, I've is always that, had anxiety, dude, since worry? I was a teenager. But um, nowadays, now that I'm older, I know the certain things that trigger it. Like, uh, dude, I can't tell you how many times I did cocaine. It was like. Not until an adult, but I'm like, hey, I don't like this drug, dude. This is not for me. Like, this makes me all paranoid and anxious, and it's like, it's hey, fun make an for adult decision. Yeah. So, like that one for sure. Um, do you have kids? Uh, not, not yet. My, we're, we've been married two years, just over two years, and we're because of COVID, we kind of delayed everything. It was a little sure. weird. But yeah, we're we're planning on all that. Good. You stuff. got married right before COVID. Right before June. Right before, and then my wife and I went and saw my brother in New York in January, and we both got sick. And like in a weird way, and then like six weeks later was like the shutdown. So we wow. weren't ever officially like said you got COVID, but we were both pretty sure that we because it was like this weird sickness where you didn't feel right, but then it was like it was gone within three days. Huh? And then again, it was like Manhattan at the epicenter. Six weeks later, everyone shut down. So it was right. like, oh, chances are, chances are you probably something happened. Yeah. But then why not have a baby during COVID? It just makes sense. You were both home the whole time. <laughs> Um, I don't know, just the idea of going into the hospital oh. and doing checkups and, like, doing that sort of stuff. Sure. Okay. You know, it's just, you know. I just and you didn't know, weird, you didn't know if we were going to all die either no, in the well, beginning. Yeah, we're, we or, yeah. exactly. Now that the more information's out and yeah. the kids aren't really getting sick and uh, um, just my wife and I are pretty health conscious. So, like, sure. we exercise and take care of ourselves. So, it's like, hey, even if we did get COVID, which I'm pretty sure we did, but it's like we're – we're pretty sure we'd be fine. We're just worried about, like, our baby. Sure. Yeah, it's just, it's yeah. weird. Like, the new phase of my life, like you were saying, like, as you get older. Like, yeah, dude. Now I have anxiety about, like, dude, I got to pay the bills. I got to do this. I got to do that. Like, you're 23, dude. It's, I'm so stoked to hear you're like, dude, I was in business school. I said, fuck that. Yeah. I'm going to be a comedian, dude. Yeah. And it's like, dude, I wish I had thought that when I was your age. Uh, same with me. I wish yeah. I would have found it. I didn't find it until I was 36. So yeah, I was 32. So it's like, dude, I wish that I was, yeah. when I was 21, yeah, just said, fuck it. This is yeah, what I'm this, doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the, like, Chappelle and Kevin Hart and all the guys. I think Gabriel's another one. Like, that's what they thought, like, at 14, 15. You're like, Man, That blows those, my mind, yeah. Yeah, like, well, even, like, LeBron James. Like, he knew he was going to be LeBron James at, like, eight. And it's, like, just impressive that people have that. I, I didn't heard know the, what the fuck I was going to do. I've heard the Eddie Murphy thing. He went to a, or his family went to a psychic, and then he just, they told oh, him they someone. Heard, yeah, yeah. I did hear that. And then he yeah, was like cool five story. years old, and he looked at the TV. He's like, I'm going to be famous one day. Yeah. yeah like and crazy, crazy shit like that. Yeah, even his brother, though, Charlie, man. like he yeah. was, Charlie Murphy. Yeah, yeah, he was great. And then uh, even short-lived fame that he had, you know, R.I.P., 
He uh, wasn't a stand-up comic, but was kind of thrust into that because of the success of the the Chappelle show and kind of oh. learned in the arena setting how to do comedy. I heard. Yeah. Guys he was in Pootie Tang, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was yeah. a comedic like actor yeah. like, with movies, but doing like stand-up comedy. Sure, sure. Like his brother famously was that. But yeah, it's just cool. I mean, it, I love stories like that. Sure. Yeah, that blows my This mind. is what I'm doing. And then you did it, and you're like, fuck yeah, man. That's I so think the inspiring. mushrooms helped, too. With a little bit, I did like a crazy. I took way too much my first time when I was okay. like nineteen, twenty, and I saw like God and you He's know like, you should be a comedian. Thing. Isaiah, well, uh, it wasn't like as white, black and white in that, but it was yeah. like I'm not, I'm not gonna like do the regular. I'm not gonna listen to what my parents want me to do and get oh, yeah. business and like get a job. I'll fucking kill myself. Oh yeah, yeah. dude, I my like, old man's that way. Yeah. Just like he, he marches to his own beat, sort of thing, and like yeah, yeah man, I've disappointed my mom for years yeah, but, yeah you know she still loves me she even sent me a message like how'd the show go i'm real proud of you so like she's always been supportive but wanted me to do like school and she like that's why it's yeah. like cool you finished it but like hey i'm not gonna be a businessman i'm not gonna master's in business. i'm gonna do comedy yeah and, like yeah. you're putting in work dude that's the other thing like some people say that and then it's like they go to open mics once a week it's like dude yeah they see they were cool now i mean they see me now and like I, once i graduated like they're like yeah just yeah. got you got the paper or whatever and now they know yeah. i'm i'm no i'm out every single night fucking losing sleep and working going hard, after it. yeah that's what i mean it's sometimes your parents don't see it but like yeah man like i said for you or the people we do comedy with like there's a good amount of people and like what you and casey are doing it stands out and it's impressive it's yeah. inspiring because when i Thank see you when i see you know my friends doing well i'm like fuck yeah dude and yeah you're always... i'm not like like fuck them i'm not gonna get it. i'm like yeah dude fuck yeah i yeah. want to do what they're doing and like just you know, I don't like the people that are negative. Like, if I don't, if they're getting a spot, I can't get a spot. It's like, no. Yeah, that's not how it works. It's just so stupid to have that mentality. Yeah, well, that's why I like yeah. you and Casey. You're all always real fucking positive, dude. Like I said, Casey looks like a convict and shit, but he's the <laughs> nicest fucking <laughs> guy in the world. He's such a nerd too. Like, he's like head to toe tattoos, septum ring, but like he likes yeah. like Naruto and he plays like Nintendo. Like he's yeah, he's, he is, he's, yeah. he's the nicest, sweetest dude, and it's like could have been your cellmate. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, that guy's awesome, and what 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 they're doing over there is awesome, and just I, every I feel like uh, there's been like a com, I mean, in every art form, but there's been like a renaissance after the pandemic where everyone's so. like kicking into another gear. Like yeah. I've seen like other comics that were like were, they were like they were like all right before, and then after like something kind of just like clicked in their head, and like they they're like comedy and their persona and just like, everything just kind of like at a ramp speed, yeah. like a little on a higher frequency. It seems sure. like. It seems like it was a reset for the whole comedy scene and just just oh, everyone. Oh yeah, dude, yeah. The fucking how many big big names left L.A. in general? Yeah. Went to Austin. Austin's got a new scene. Not yeah. I know much about it, but um, yeah, dude, it's just like Pam, you you were lucky enough to be essential, right? Where it's like we were yeah. deemed not. Where it's like, hey man, comedy isn't essential. Like being funny, be, like bringing joy to people. You know, I was I was thinking this like earlier today. It was like about the homeless population outside. You know, just in general, L.A. or here. Dude, the amount of times I've talked to homeless dudes and they said some corny, hacky joke. It's like, yeah, dude, they want to laugh too, man. So it's like everyone having comedy and that sort of thing like does bring happiness to the world. At least that in my mind, I'd like to think that. Like Dave Chappelle and yeah. Dave Glaces make the world a little bit better. Pam's oh, definitely yeah. making Aww. this area a little bit better with what she's doing. I did, sure. a, I, did a, oh, I did a show once in Civic Center cause for the Questionably Housed because I was like, it's a pandemic. There's no audiences. But the questionably housed were there, all of them. So I went to Trader Joe's, and I used my food stamps, and I bought a ton of ice cream cones. Nice. And I went to the Mitsubishi Center with my little rig, and I set up, and I said, if you listen to me and my buddies do comedy, I'll give you ice cream. 
And they were like, okay. And they all sat down on these steps and there were like 50 of them and they listened. We each did like 10 minutes and they stayed and I gave them all ice cream cones and it was like, thanks. You guys are a great audience. Yeah, dude, that's right. And that's what I mean, dude. That's, yeah, dude, those guys, that probably is memorable and is like a super cool, awesome thing you did. Ice cream and comedy for those dudes, they're yeah. probably like stoked on it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was middle of the afternoon. They weren't doing anything else anyway. I don't think they usually are, right? Like, yeah. So I, was <laughs> I like, won't smoke right. meth for twenty minutes. Off. <laughs> yeah. I guess I could watch this. It was. It was. It that's was rad, good. dude. No, that's really Dude. cool. I don't mean to uh, downplay that. That's a really cool thing. I would have loved to have been a part of that. It, well, it's just stage time. I mean, yeah. it was what you said. I was like, I'm gonna kill myself if I don't have an audience. Like, right. I was like, how do I express myself? I'm gonna explode. Like, sure. I don't have anyone to talk to. My cats are sick of me. <laughs> like how am I supposed to ran these bits by my cats four times or yeah. <laughs> sick of it. They just don't even laugh anymore. But I need, I mean, I just required that stage time sure. and that's what, and so if I was freaking out about, I can't imagine how many people were like just losing their, cause my entire identity is built around comedy. That's right. So to pull it away was like, right. Well, who am I? Yeah. And, <laughs> it's just, yeah. and then it's just sad. Cause like we're, we're you know, we're the, you walk around and the whole it's like comedy is like sort of a religion where it's like everything's funny but if you can't like express how everything's funny then everything's just sad yeah yeah, yeah. In a way, right <laughs> everything's yeah. just sad. why like you, you laughing the world's on fire motherfucker yeah, it's like yeah. oh you know you're laughing you're crying i don't know exactly like and then dude the audiences here have been so fucking committed and like one, one time we did a show here and mm-hmm. it was like 50 degrees the heaters weren't working and like the wind was coming in and these people stayed for the entire show and uh, were laughing yeah. and engaged the entire time and i'm like this is crazy like yeah, that's it, rad dude yeah like no one like if this was in ventura people would have fucking left for <laughs> like sure halfway through. Yeah, yeah the but comics people, would have took off like an hour ago. yeah yeah but like people are committed to comedy and i love it so much and i think it also has to do with like that's why i don't believe in cancel culture anymore i do to an extent but like not really like, I think, like, people say, like, San Francisco is, like, soft and, like, they say all this. It's like, no, these people were. We're so soft. They say that, but, like, in terms of jokes, like, <laughs> I think some pe- sometimes it hits a little harder because everyone has a nine-to-five job. Mm. And then, like, when they hear someone say shit, they're like, oh, shit, yes. Like, you're, I can't say this at work. You know, like, they sure. like they get off to it almost, which yeah. is great because I get off to comedy and we're both getting off. and Yeah. Yeah. No, audiences here, I think they're <laughs> incredibly forgiving. I think in Seattle is where they. They like to smell their own farts. I I obliquely fat shamed someone, like a, the tiniest bit of fat shaming, and the audience just turned against me. And I'm like, fat shaming? Yeah. This is where you draw the. This <laughs> is weird, right? This is the line yeah. for the white lady with the no. anorexia jokes. Oh, is that I can't do any fat shaming. Yeah, Come a buddy, on. A buddy did a, a fat joke. He's talking about his son, and it's actually a fucking murderous joke. I'm not gonna do it, but yeah, I th- I think it's a funny joke, and somebody in the audience booed him. Uh, like and I was like I've rarely seen a boo and I think it's a funny it is a funny joke and uh yeah it's just it's just funny like the yeah, where people know. decide to pull back but it's just their jokes you know it's yeah. like this this one joke out of twenty like you didn't like and now you're offended all right yeah it's it's it, you you see a it, it, someone happened to me I did one like Instagram thing and everyone got like I'm like I've made you laugh in shows and things it's like what if she was a musician. I was like, what if you made one song? I didn't like it. And I was like, right. I don't like you as an artist skip. anymore. Yeah. Skip. Skip, All I man. do is skip. I don't tell you about it. Right. I, I'm just, I don't yeah. say I hate that song. I'm just like, I don't discredit you as a fucking musician. As an individual. As an individual. <laughs> you and everything you're about. That's, see, that's kind of what's weird. I feel like the last couple of years, dude, it's so divisive. Almost any subject in this country can be so polarizing, whether it's the vaccine or politics or it used to be religion. Honestly, I think it's an easier time fucking talking about religion these days. 
Yeah. Certain things are just like tr- like they're just fucking have a hard set opinion one way or another. Yeah. You know, and, and with comedy, it's like, dude, we're these are jokes, man. Yeah. And sometimes, especially at open mics, we're trying to work it out where it's like not. This isn't what I truly believe up here, man. The amount of Jew jokes I do as a Jewish guy, it's like, yeah, dude, this isn't what I believe. These are jokes. Calm down, you know. Yeah, I saw uh, I saw Chris Stefano do. That was my first time seeing someone do an hour. I saw him at the Irvine Improv, nice. and uh, like, like I was saying earlier, how the comedy is kind of a new religion. Like he said everything about the whole year, and he was just completely down the middle. And it was like there was like races and religions, everyone, but everyone could agree what he was saying. In a way, like it almost like he made like the middle ground for everyone because he just like made fun of the entire fucking year. And right. like, every, like, oh, I'm excited to see everyone's hour after this whole thing. Like, sure. That's going to be fucking crazy. Yeah. Chrissy D. Yeah. He's he's good. I just found him like a year and a half ago, man. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And like, the, yeah, he just talked about like vaccine and like the whole bullshit and just like basically was like right down the middle and just everyone was just like yeah, laughing that's what's, and that's what's hard agreed. about that topic. Yeah. Like you bring that up and it's like you kind of <laughs> yeah. have to be right down the fucking middle. Because yeah. it's like both sides. I guess if you're poking fun of both sides and as the comedian, you're in the middle. Right? Yeah. I think Carlin really tried to do that where it's like he didn't have a side. He was just pointing out the absurdity exactly, of, yeah, exactly what he did, of yeah. all this shit. And that's cool because like, yeah. I like hearing people. And that's what's cool about comedy, dude. Like everyone's individual background is going to give you what style of comedy. Right? Yeah. Like the blue collar comedy to like Dave Chappelle. They're so drastically different. Yeah. But enjoyable. Yeah. Like, uh. So you'd say Louis was like your first guy that you saw? Yeah, I remember watching uh, Louis the show, and yeah, I remember watching great show, it, dude. and I remember thinking like, this is just so it's so real. Yeah, like, it feels the like show was phenomenal. The way it was filmed, the way like this is yeah. it's sad, you know. You know and, he like, did that right. He yeah. wrote him and edited him. And, he wrote it. He yeah. yeah. He edited everything on his laptop. I think. Yeah. And like I just remember thinking like every other show I've ever watched is just so like you know like kind of fake. You know, you have laugh sure. tracks, and they're always trying to it's pretend like they're happy. Unwatchable. Yeah. Basically. They, they, everyone's like pretending like they're happy and like Louis yeah. is just like so fucking real like he's yeah. not happy and you could tell and oh, I love it that's the way why I like shot, Louis yeah. dude the first yeah. time I saw Louis dude because he was so mean about his daughters I fucking didn't like it oh, and it's yeah. kind of like you said dude like I was like fuck that guy I didn't go on some social media round or nothing I just turned it off right yeah. then I I've, I remember my uncle being like no give, give him another chance man he's really funny and I, I put it back on and I'm like dude and I had the realization like dude these are just jokes yeah. I remember when he's talking about his daughters. I'm like, they're gonna hear this one day. This is really mean, right? So I didn't think it was funny. But then I'm like, dude, these are jokes. I'm like, oh yeah, this is yeah. his truth. This is what. But again, if you don't find that shit funny, just turn it off, man. You don't have to go on Yelp yeah. and write a twenty twenty page review that Louis doesn't give a fuck whether or not you liked his stuff. Oh yeah. He wrote and directed Pootie Tang. He did. I think he did. I did. Louis C.K. Yeah. 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 That's the thing. No. He's done. Wrote a lot and of stuff, directed. Man. Yeah. yeah, he's done, and that he, and that was like in the early two thousands. Right. Yeah, he's he's a genius. And I, all that, well, no, all that Me Too stuff and all that stuff that happened, it's like, but in his jokes, he talks about his tiny dick and, like, masturbating and all this stuff. So, I don't know. I mean, like, as a woman and as a comedian, if you would have confronted me and was like, I'd be like, yeah, whip out your tiny dick. I'm going to make fun of you while you, yeah, let's see if it's as small as it is in your jokes. Go ahead. And then I'd well, fucking yeah. talk shit to him the whole time and be like, "Look at that! Look at your fucked up little dick." Probably, yeah. probably be stoked on. He would that. love right? that, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, like Isaiah said, you watched his show. There's literally an episode where he says that. I don't know yeah. if you remember that episode. Uh, so, after you watch it, so it's you. like, I mean, I, it was disappointing. I will say that to hear that, but it was like, it's not surprising as not a fan. Surprising. Like I listened to his comedy. I'm like, yeah, dude, he's a rough, fucking guy, you know. But yeah. it, it is, it is disheartening when you hear it. And the Me Too thing. I was like, yeah, some of those guys. Yeah, fuck those guys. 
where it's like, but they were allowed to do this for how many decades? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like fucking Weinstein and Cosby were like doing this for fucking decades. Well, it was called a casting couch for a reason. Yeah. I mean, that was like a whole the, right. well, the, that's the, the thing. stereotype yeah. and the trope wouldn't exist if it wasn't a thing. That's like, the thing. Like we we knew what was going on as like you know just fans. Like we'd hear that we're like yeah. this person slept with this person to get the gig. And and I'm not saying Harvey Weinstein isn't a horrible fucking monster, like, yeah, but it's course. just that should have been stopped twenty fucking thirty years ago. Like, sure, you know Cosby too. It's like people knew about this and was like, no one ever brought Mitzi <laughs> Short a task. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've heard stories. It's like all right, hey, I'd day. do it to be a regular fuck that, comedy wow. store. Kidding me? Yeah, <laughs> I'll do it. I'll hook up with Mitzi for a spot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would too, I, but she never liked girls. No, <laughs> I don't think she was into them. Yeah, it's just an interesting gray area, and people don't really want to talk about it. It's like maybe that person didn't mind. Like, like, all right, dude, I hooked up with this person. Now my career is better. Like, yeah. were they all like upset? I mean, again, Weinstein was like a little. Well, but plus, the like, flip side is when you, if you don't sleep with me, I'm gonna tank your career, course, and that's, that's what he did to like up. Mira Sorvino. Yeah, or a lot of people where it's like, uh, again, that's where the de- more devilish right. thing. We're saying with Louie, like asking a woman, hey, can I masturbate in front of you? It's like, it's gross and off color. But it's like, <laughs> he asked, right? You know yeah, what I mean? Sure. Where it's like, and he didn't, I don't know, I, I, there was rumors that he did make threats to ruin those women's career. I don't know how true that is. That's where mm-hmm. it gets more devilish. Sure. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, guys are Why gal? Is that white devil? Why gal? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wagogen. Wagogen. Foreign devil. Yeah, that's probably why that adorable little Chinese girl said that. (laughs) I see right through your smile. I think it's a big problem when guys get famous and they haven't, they didn't know how to get girls before they were famous. Right. Yeah, that's That's probably, yeah. That's a big problem because then you have resentment and you have like against women and then you have like this whole power thing and you use that instead of, but if you're getting girls before you're famous, you're not going to have you're not going to be weird and creepy and fucking have that power that power thing over him. Well, that's what I mean. That gets where it gets demonic is that yeah. like power control and like if you don't do this, something bad's going to happen to you. Yeah. It's like that's yeah, those those people yeah. They didn't know how to get laid before. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Well, I'd like to thank you Isaiah for thank being you. here telling the stories. Yeah, that was fun, man. Funny. Yeah, dude, and again, I'm really stoked on everything you're doing, man. I'm stoked, man. I, you're, I saw your inventory, you put on some shows and stuff. And I put on one, put on. and again, it was a little stressful, so I was like... Yeah, I put on a show before one, and then after that, I was like, yeah, yeah. it was hard. It's hard. Yeah, so on that note, yeah, Pam, thank you, because I know... Thank you for coming all the way yeah. up. I'm so excited yeah. to see everybody's jokes and have fun for this whole weekend. Absolutely, man. Well, thank you again, and uh, this has been another episode of Boomtown Chronicles. Thank you guys for listening. Thank all you. the best, everybody.
Boy, it shows a beautiful day outside. Sun shining. I don't think it's gonna rain. Sam, let's walk down to the corner. Yeah. Never can tell who we might see. Let me run upon something with them. I may run upon something too, you know. Boy, the birds are singing. It's a beautiful day. Birds doing that thing. I guess everything has to do that thing. I had a thing, but I blew it. So that happens to everybody once in life. Sometimes two, three times. <laughs> See a young lady coming down the street too. Still looking good. Got on hot pants and everything. You know what, Sam? She's a bad mother. Well, I could say it, because you don't know what I'm saying, eh? Because there's a girl dog coming down the street, you say the same thing. Too bad we don't speak the same language. <laughs> sure enough, looking good. May it looks familiar, too, Sam, you know? Yeah, I think I know this young lady. I better not rush into her too fast, though. I don't want to. Slap upside the head, something like that. You know, these ladies are some days, you know. Some little stuff like, don't I know you? You know, all that kind of stuff. So I'm sure I know her. Yeah, I do know her. Yeah. I'm doing fine. You know what, baby? It's been so long now, but it seems like it was just the other day. Ain't it funny? something else, you know, everything that goes on, somebody knows, but I don't care how large the city is, I don't care how you try to hide, <laughs> somebody will find it out, 
what they said, what goes on in the dark will soon come to light. You know what I mean. But uh, I like to ask you one thing. Yeah. You're looking so good. Got to ask you this one time, baby. How's your new love? <laughs> oh, I hope he's doing fine. The funny thing, baby, you know what the cat told me? <laughs> I heard you told him. Nice seeing you again. And, uh, I won't say and rap too, too doggone long because I don't want your man to come back. In fact, I'm trying to cop his thing. Cat, must be done all right. Uh, you know, like the way you're dressed and everything. Dressing like bad motor scooter, baby. No stuff. No BS about that at all. <laughs> but I won't talk to you too doggone long. You know, city cats may be drowning. Colorado, Moxie or something. Find one in the past by and think I'm trying to copy his thing. Let me have a thing going, anything. They have a dog that's bigger than my dog Sam. Cap both of us up. But baby, I'll just tell you what I got to do. You remember this though, you know. Yeah. Still look good, baby. Something else looking good. I got to go now. You know what? But I'll see you somewhere around. Don't forget this, baby. You never can tell now. When JP will be back in town. Already remember this, baby. <laughs> Just remember what I told you. But in time, you're gonna fade. Ain't it funny now, Mama? How time. Right on away. Well, Sam, I guess we'll walk on back to your house. I thought we were having something going, but you didn't see anything. I saw something, but, uh, you know, it's already taken. Now, I'm sure you remember her. She's 
somebody fast. You stick your walking sometimes too. I see you wagging your tail. You must remember too, you know. So we're going back to the house and uh, find something to do.